awaytravel.com. Summer like you mean it. Favorites. The bigger carry-on flex, the everywhere bag, the hanging toiletry bag, the large 100-day trial, free shipping and returns, designed to last. We want you to love our products. If you buy one and decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund. Exclusions apply. Check website at awaytravel.com for details. What a week travel believes, uh, we, we believe that the more we travel, the better we all become. That's why we partner with organizations to create equitable access to the transformative benefits of travel. City guides and travel stories for your next stop. Away made a real, relatively boring necessity into an enviable statement piece at an affordable price on the next traveler. What fellow travelers are saying, I love away from the thoughtfully created products to the customer service team that seems to go above and beyond everything is exactly how I want it to be. I've taken my luggage to Paris, San Francisco, New Mexico, Indonesia. I have never thought traveled more at ease. If there was a harder rating than 10, I'd give it the best fan in my collection and always my first choice when traveling. Good morning, today's true crime story is racist killer Joseph Paul Franklin. Joseph Paul Franklin, born James Clayton Vaughn Jr. April 13, 1950, November 20th, 2013, was an American white supremacist and serial killer who engaged in a murder spree spanning the late 1970s and early 1980s. Franklin was convicted of several murders, received six life sentences, as well as two death sentences. He also confessed to the attempted murders of magazine publisher and pornographer Larry Flint in 1978 and civil rights activist Vernon Jordan in 1980. Both survived the injuries, but Flint was left prematurely paralyzed the waist down, Franklin was not convicted in either of those highly publicized cases, and he made his conviction years after the crimes had occurred. Because he repeatedly changed his accounts of some crimes and was not charged in some of the cases in which he was expected, officials could not determine the full extent of Franklin's crimes. His claims of racial motivation were offset by a defense expert witness who testified in 1997 that Franklin had paranoid schizophrenia and was not fit to stand trial. Franklin was on Missouri's death row for 15 years awaiting execution for the 1977 murder of Joe Gordon. He was executed by lethal injection on the <coughs> on November 20th, 2013. Early life. James Clayton Bond Jr. was born in Mobile, Alabama on April 13, 1950, the eldest son of James Clayton Bond Sr. and Helen Rahman and brother to Carolyn, Maryland, Carolyn, Maryland and Gordon. Bond's father was a World War II veteran, a butcher who left the family when Bond was aged eight. His sister Carolyn recalled whenever Bond Sr. came to visit, he'd beat us, and their mother had Bond Sr. jailed twice for public drunkenness. Bond's mother was described by a family friend as a full blooded German and a real strict perfectionist lady. I never saw her beat any of her children, but they <coughs> told me stories. 
later stated that he was rarely given enough to eat and suffered severe physical abuse as a child and that his mother didn't care about him and his siblings. He claimed that these facts stunted his emotional development <coughs> and said he had always been laced ten years or more before behind other people in their maturity. As early as high school, Vaughn developed an interest in evangelical Christianity and a Nazi and later held memberships in both the National Socialist White People's Party and the Ku Klux Klan. He eventually changed his name to Joseph Paul Franklin on a Paul Joseph Goebbels and Benjamin Franklin. In the 1960s, Franklin was inspired to start a race war after after reading Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf, M-E-I-N-K-M-P-F. I've never felt that way about any other book that I read. He would reflect later. It was something weird about that book. In the early 1970s, Joseph Paul Franklin traveled on the road to an American Nazi Party conference in Virginia with David Duke, then a student, and Don Black. Crimes. For much of his life, Franklin was a drifter roaming the East Coast, was seeking chances to cleanse the world of people he considered inferior, especially blacks and Jews. His primary source of financial support appears to have been bank robberies. Franklin supplemented his income from criminal acts with paid blood accounts, with paid blood bank donations, which eventually led to a subsequent capture by the FBI. In 1977, July 29, 1997, Franklin firebombed Beth Shalom Synagogue in Chattanooga, Tennessee, destroying it. Loss of life was prevented because some of the worshippers left early that evening, and as a result, there was not enough sure worshippers for a for Amenia. August 7, 1977, Franklin shot and killed a young interracial couple, Alphonse Manny Jr. and Tony Schwinn, in a parking lot at East Town Mall in Madison, Wisconsin. October 8, 1977, in suburban St. Louis, Missouri, Franklin hid in the bushes near Birth Shalom, Neseth, Israel Synagogue, and fired at a group attending services. In this incident, Franklin killed 43-year-old Gerald Gordon. He was also wounded. He also wounded Steve Stephen Goldman and William Ash. 1978, March 6, 1978. Franklin, according to his later account, used a Ruger 44 caliber semi-automatic rifle to ambush Hustler publisher Larry Flint and his lawyer Gene Reeves in Lawrenceville, Georgia. In his confession, Franklin said this was in retaliation for an edition of Hustler displaying interracial sex. Sex. Neither Franklin nor anyone else was ever charged in that shooting. July 29, Franklin hid near a pizza hut in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and shot and killed Bryant Taylor, a black man with a 12-gauge shotgun. He also shot Taylor's white girlfriend, Nancy Hilton, who survived. Franklin confessed and pleaded guilty, being given a life sentence as well as a sentence for an unrelated armed robbery in 1977. 1979, July 12, 1979, Taco Bell manager Harold. MacGyver, a black man, was fatally shot through a window 
from 150 yards, 140 meters, at Doraville, Georgia. Franklin Lopez, who was not tried for sentence, was not tried or sentenced for this crime. Franklin said that McCarver was in close contact with white women, so he murdered him. 1980. May 29, 1980, Franklin, according to him, shot and seriously wounded civil rights activist and Urban League President Brendan Jordan after sitting with a white woman in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Franklin initially denied any part in the crime and it was acquitted but later confessed. June 8, 1980, Franklin killed cousins Daryl Lane, 14, and De- Dante Evans Brown, 13, in Cincinnati, Ohio, waiting on an overpass to shoot a racially mixed couple, he shot the boys instead, a crime to which he later confessed. He was convicted in 1999 and received two life sentences for these murders. June 15, 1980, Franklin shot and killed Arthur Smothers, 22, and Kathleen McCullough, 16, a high pelt with a high-powered rifle as a couple walked across the Washington Street Bridge in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Smothers was black, McCullough was white. On the day of the murder, Franklin took a concealed position on a wounded hillside overlooking downtown Johnstown and waited for potential targets to enter his line of sight. He was never arrested for these murders, but he confessed to them during a jailhouse interview after he was apprehended. June 25, 1980, Franklin used a 44 Ruger pistol to kill two hitchhikers, Nancy Santomiro, 19, and Vicky. Durian, 26, in Pocahontas County, West Virginia. He confessed to the crime in 1997 to an Ohio assistant prosecutor in the course of an investigation in another case. He said he picked up the white woman and decided to kill them after one said she had a black boyfriend. Jacob Beard of Florida was convicted in prison in 1993 on these charges. He was freed in 1999 and the trial was ordered based on Franklin's confession. August 20th, 1980, Franklin killed two black men, Ted Field and David Martin, near Liberty Park, located in Salt Lake City, Utah. He was tried on federal civil rights charges, as well as state first-degree murder charges. Apprehension, convention, and imprisonment. Following the two murders in Utah, Franklin returned to the Midwestern U.S. traveling through Kentucky. He was detained and questioned regarding a firearm that he was transporting in his car. Franklin fled from this interrogation, but authorities recovered sufficient evidence from the vehicle to point suspicions that potentially linked him to the sniper killer. His conspicuous racist tattoos coupled with his habit of visiting blood banks led investigators to issue a nationwide alert to the blood banks. In October 1980, the tattoos drew the attention of a Florida blood bank worker in contact with the FBI, Franklin arrested in Lake Landon, October 28, 1980. Franklin tried to escape during the judgment of the 1997 Missouri trial on charges of murdering Gerald Gordon. He was convicted of the murder charge of psychiatrist Dorothy Ottenow Lewis, who had interviewed him at length, testified for the defense that she believed that he was a paranoid schizophrenic and unfit to stand trial. Lewis noted his delusional thinking and a childhood history of severe abuse. In October 2013, Flint called for for Franklin asserting that a government that forbids it killing among its citizens should not be in the business of killing people itself. Franklin was held on death row at the Potosi Correctional Center near 
Mineral Point, Missouri in August 2013, the, Supreme, the Missouri Supreme Court announced that Franklin would be executed on November 20th. Missouri Attorney General Chris Coster said in a statement that by setting execution dates, the state high court has taken an important step to see that justice is finally done for the victims and their families. Execution. Franklin's execution was affected by the European Union export ban, while the German drug manufacturer Resinius Cabby was obliged to refuse having the drugs used for lethal injections. In response, Missouri announced that it would use for a new method of lethal injection, which used a single drug provided by an unnamed compounding pharmacy. The day before his execution, U.S. District Judge Nanette Lapper, Jefferson City, granted a stay of execution over race about the new method of execution. A second stay was granted that evening by the U.S. District Judge Carol E. Jackson, St. Louis, based on Franklin's claim that he was too mentally incompetent to be executed. An appeals court quickly overturned both stays as the Supreme Court subsequently rejected his final appeal. In an interview with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch newspaper published on November 17, 2003, Franklin said he had renounced his racist views. He said his motivation had been illogical and was partly a consequence of an abusive upbringing. He said he had interviewed with black people in prison, adding, I saw they were people just like us. Franklin was executed at the Eastern Reception Diagnostic and Correctional Center in Bon Terre, Missouri, on November 20, 2013. The execution began at 6.07 a.m. CST, and he was pronounced dead at 16.17 a.m. His execution was the first lethal injection in Missouri to use penobarbital alone instead of the conventional three-drug cocktail. The Associated Press Edition report said that 5 grams, 0.18 ounce of the penobarbital was administered. Franklin was pronounced dead 10 minutes later. Three media witnesses said Franklin did not seem to show pain. He did not make any final written statement and did not speak a word in the death chamber after the injection. He blinked a few times, breathed heavily a few times, and swallowed hard to the witness said. The, he- the heaving of his chest slowed and finally stopped, they said. Representation of the media. Hunter, 1989, a novel by the white supremacist William L. Pierce, chronicled the story of serial killers Oscar Jaeger, a fictional racist who commits the murders of numerous interracial couples, Pierce, founder of the National Alliance and author of the similar theme novel, The Turner Diaries, dedicated the book to Joseph, Frank- Joseph Paul Franklin and said of Franklin that he saw his duty as a white man and did what a special son of his race must do. In the 1996 film, The People vs. Franklin was portrayed with Czech actor Jan Tefiska. Thanks for listening to this episode on Joseph Paul Franklin. Have a good week and thank you for listening.